You're listening to the Smashcast. Blustery weather getting you down. News stories of celebrity big brother, Saddam Hussein, Beckham rejecting the chance to play for Swindon Town by going to the States, global warming, England and Scotland in a row over their 300-year-old marriage. Hey, come on. Come and tell all your troubles to the Smashcast! This is the 19th Smashcast, and as ever, a mixed little goodie bag of utter nonsense gathered up from the bottom scrapings of the last few weeks' barrel. We have Minty's Review, Sue Ryder. Some people's highlights of the year, involving someone's first castrate. Yeah. A gland squeezing, the Orkney bar... How to handle an aggressive dog. We hear about Guy's finger. And we hear about things falling on your head. But first... (laughs) Well, Christmas seems a long time ago now. But I had a very pleasant time. As you get older, it is all about the food and drink, really, isn't it? Um, although I do have to say Father Christmas did bring me an accordion. Thanks, Kerry. Uh, There you go. Obviously still a bit to learn there. For New Year, I went on a little road trip. I was intending to go to Aberdeen, uh, but I couldn't miss out on the chance of seeing my good friends in Edinburgh. So I stopped off there and enjoyed a few whiskies before making the extra three-and-a-half-hour journey up to Aberdeen. So all in all, not a bad time, not a bad time. You're listening to the Smashcast with Mr. Smash. He's actually a bit of a ming-mong. So how's your year been? Very good, thank you. Yeah. It's been a fantastic second year in Scotland, yeah. I've been checking out all the natural assets that Scotland has to offer. <laughs> the flora and fauna? Yes. Faunaification. Fauna. Anyway, so oh yeah, any highlights, particular highlights of 2006? Got to be trekking across Rannoch Moor in thick snow with like polar explorers. Here, I'll show you a picture. Because <laughs> yeah, it works so well, those smash cost. <laughs> this Probably is Nick. being France at football and rugby. Nick, this, was that your highlight of the year, Nick? Uh, no, my son being born. Oh my god, really? <laughs> Peach Bricks. Yeah, Smash. Uh, Meister. 2006. Mm-hmm. It's been a long year. It has. What is your highlight for last year? He's uh, looking very thoughtful. He's looking into the middle distance. He's not sure. I think it's actually been on the smash cast.
um, Scotland beating England at rugby as well. And Scotland winning the World Championships at curling. That was good. <laughs> yep. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah. I suppose Scotland don't win much, so you have to celebrate when it so happens. So where are you from? Orkney originally. Oh, yeah? But Perth, Australia just now. Anna Faulkner. 2006. Been a long year. Highlights. Can you remember? Good stuff. Come on. My first menstruate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think I think the anal probing, the anal gland squeezing. Just smash by the anal gland squeezing. What so it was it was a small English bull terrier. A bull terrier, you say? That that had been. But wasn't really terribly bothered by her anal glands at the time. I didn't really think smelly. there was much of a problem. But maybe a little bit smelly around the back end. The back so, end, you say? So, <laughs> yeah. Hello, I want to talk about things falling on your head. Okay. From the age of 12 to 27, 15 year period, I had quite a few things fall on my head. Like what? These included a pip, a lady's glove, some snow, a branch, and a boiling egg. Thanks very much for your call. It's all right, bye. Here with Pete and Anna. Anna is a veterinarian. She's trained to be a veterinarian, and uh, she has some very interesting stories about um, forearms up, cows up. This is just a small dog. It's not. A, it's not a small dog. Yes, it's not a cow. Just fingers. Just fingers. Yes. Tell no. us about it. Oh, what God. happened? Well, what you it, was, it was just a wee squeeze. Yeah, a squeeze. And a, a small jet of. A Liquid, possibly <laughs> a good six foot up the wall. Six foot? Mm. Easily. Of poo? Well, kind of, it's not really poo. What is it? Kind of foul smelling fluid, really. Yeah. <laughs> kind of disgusting, yeah. All over me, all over the owner, all over the wall. Nice. <laughs> There's not much of a story in this, really. I think you could do better. I think I'm uh, really good. And we'll be hearing a couple more stories gleaned from my New Year travels a bit later on. In the meantime, here's something that's a tiny bit interesting. Now, broadband, that's been with us for a while now. Uh, I got broadbanded up about three or four years ago, so I'm already taking it for granted. But I sometimes have to remember that not everyone dances with Lady Broadband as freely and as happily as I do. According to a study last year, however, there is one town that leads the UK in household broadband subscriptions. Can you guess which throbbing metropolis of ours it is? Although at the land... People are switching to broadband To enjoy the easiness Of high-speed internet access Some places have been Faster than others to get plugged in But studies show today One town is fearlessly leading the way 
Swindon City of tomorrow. Swindon, so forward-looking. Swindon, the future is out there, halfway between Bristol and Reading. Island Dundee are still stuck in the 20th century. Things are slower still. Down in Merthyr Tidville, Milton Keynes and Stevenage are embracing the modern age. But statistically we find there is a city they are all lagging behind. Swindon, city of tomorrow, Swindon boldly going before. Swindon, the future is out there of Junction 15 of the M4. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Smash, 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 smash. So here we are again at the West Kennet Long Barrow. It's freezing up here. I can see clouds of breath pour out of me as I, as I speak to the wise man. Wise man, sir, there are people out there listening to this with, believe it or not, with troubles weighing heavily on their shoulders now. In your wisdom, there must be something pithy that might make sense of it all. Hmm. Think of this. Buddha goes into a pizza takeaway. The man behind the counter says, Yes, what would you like? Buddha replies, Make me one with everything. You're not taking this seriously, are you? Richard, uh, so far Smash seems alright, and uh, I'm looking forward to being part of the Smash cast. He's actually a bit of a Mingmaw. Okay, let's see who's coming down the line next. Yeah, hello, Gary. I'm a fitter. A fitter? Yeah, I yeah. work in the in the building trade. God, you must have had a lot of things falling on your head then. No, nothing. Not a thing. Never. Not once. We're talking about things that have fallen on your head, mm-hmm. not things that almost fell on your head or never fell on your head. No, I understand that, yeah. If this was a phone-in about, listen, if I'd said to you and to all the listeners, do you know what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about things that haven't fallen on your head. Well, you know, I'm changing, you know, I'm moving the, the, the topic on. I move the topic on, you don't. Thanks for your call. My friend Tom's new girlfriend has already started moving some of her ladies' products into his bathroom. I've noticed that, uh, well, either it's hers or uh, you like to keep your frizz in check. <laughs> Cream in the, the frizz monster can strike at any time. <laughs> What's that got to do with my knob? This happened just after New Year as well, and I know there are some of you who are fans of this show. I hope you are about to be our first quarter millionaire.
the highlight of 2006 was having my nah, finger operated on. I'm the star of Smash Cast. And clearly. <laughs> I want you to say it's the thing of. And all I want you to do is stare at the walls. Right. I think it may be. Dipping my toes in the cold North Sea. You really do lead a very dull life. I do, I do. went on around the finger operation, I suppose. You told me a bit about this. I did. It was a brilliant tell, story. Tell me again. The sedative. I don't know what the sedative was, but it was absolutely fantastic. Really? Now, I had my finger sliced open to be fixed because it was stuck at right angles. I had the sedative, and then they had to go into my armpits to numb it. And they stuck this huge electric probe into my armpit, which was attached to a general local anaesthetic pump. And they rammed this huge probe in my armpit, and I it didn't. I didn't care. My hand was twitching. I don't know what this sedative was, but it was ingenious. Because they did this, and I'm just like, yeah, my hand's twitching. That's nice. And then they said, can you feel that? No, not really. So they went in, and I'm lying there, and these blokes are slicing my fingers apart and stuff, and talking about football. And I'm just trying to join in the conversation, but can't really. And you have to speak. Yeah. You're so out of it. But my. The pulse, my pulse rate was quite low anyway, because I'm an athlete, a highly toned <laughs> athlete. And when, whenever the heart rate monitor dropped below 60, the alarms went off. But I realised that lying there, if you take a few slow, deep breaths, it reduces your heart rate below 60. So I was just playing around with the nurse and going... <sighs> and, and they called the anaesthetist in about three times from his other operations oh, yeah. to go, is this bloke all right? And they you all right? I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I wasn't allowed home without a chaperone. So Mr. Mark Weavers came to meet me from the hospital and uh, met me from the hospital, escorted me from the hospital and said, brilliant, we can go to the beer festival. And there happened to be the Great Britain Beer Festival in Earl's Court. So luckily I wasn't fully sedated, I was only partially sedated with my numb hand in the cast that kept hitting me in the face when gravity went the wrong way. One sedative wore off and the other kicked in, it was nice.
Uh, right, I'm going to phone your mobile now. Hey, okay, the bingo song, the puppy dog song is There was a little puppy dog and bingo was its name Oh, B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O And bingo was its name Oh, Now, as you go through it, you leave out like the B and the I and the G and the O slowly And instead you clap, it's like a kid song <laughs> So that's the bingo puppy dog song So when you said bingo the other day all I kept seeing was, there was a little puppy dog and bingo was its name, or B-I-N-G-O. It's so simple. Okay, <laughs> you see why I made me giggle now. I hope you're well, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Might even shout if it's the only way to get through to you. What are you doing, you nish-nosh? Uh, I'm going to try you at home, so if not, uh, I've got to go out. So I'll try you again later tonight when I'm back in. All right, then. Bye-bye. Edinburgh. Uh, we're in Gourmet Grub. Just going to have a spot of lunch. Well, I'm just opening up your new mobile phone handsets. How exciting. It's like Christmas all over. It is. I was quite impressed how you just strolled into that shop and purchased Just picked it off the shelf and said, I'm having that one. That's right. Straight in there. No messing around. Again, research. Freedom of walking in, picking anything off the shelf. Be it. Mobile phone handset. The car. It's a bloody big shelf for a car. Just do it. www.littlesmasher.com Email smash at littlesmasher.com He's actually a bit of a mimong. Here on Princess Street, uh, one of Europe's be- most beautiful capitals. And um, <laughs> the biggest numpty on Princess Street at the moment is trying to operate his new mobile phone. <laughs> and he's running into serious trouble. And you don't have to pull a very interesting facial expression when you take a picture. So I'm trying to see, I'm trying to take a picture of Big Wheel at the Scott Memorial. There's a man with a stripy hat just walked right in front of my picture. <laughs> You've got the Elvis curled to your lip when you do that. Why is he not taking take it, bugger? <laughs> Oh, something happened then, a little flash. Okay, hang on, I'm going to have a third try now. <laughs> I'm going to crack this. Sorry. And where I'm standing, the moon is directly above the point of Scott's Memorial. Mates, I've managed to do it. <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad picture as well, is it? I love that, thank you very much. <laughs> He's pleased. Recorded on the cheap and downloaded by mistake. This is the Smash Cross. Okay, Gordon Rust. I t- I'm phoning up. I had something narrowly missed my head. Right. Um, and it, I came out the optician. I walked out. I'm standing at the um, standing on the edge bus of the stop. Yeah, bus stop. That's right. Right. And uh, suddenly. Um, out the corner of my eye, I thought, Jesus, wept. Yeah. Um, I looked around and uh, there was nothing there. And at, for, for, for a very short period of time, I thought something had just whizzed by. And right. I suddenly realised it was actually the arm of my glasses. Right. We're, and, actually, we're um, actually talking about things that actually have hit people on the head, not things that nearly did or narrowly missed. point is that if you believe in the, um, what's that bloke in the wheelchair who can't... Um, Eddie Kidd. 
oh, you know, it's, he wrote that book um, about time. Oh, um, um, Dr. Stephen Hawkins. Hawkins, that's it. Basically, if you believe what he was saying in a parallel universe somewhere, uh, another another uh, uh, version of the event, I would have been hit by the uh, object. Really? So, essentially, I just had to exist in a particular dimension where I narrowly missed my head, but in an infinite number of parallel worlds, uh, you would have um, been hit by it. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, thanks very much for your call, Gordon. Sue Ryder. A shadowy fight into the dangerous charity shop world of a bargain that just might exist. Mr. Smash, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the thrifty, the frugal, the bargain seeker, in a world of old ladies who operate within the law. It has the texture of felt, a peak, and is big enough to go over the ears, perfect for the oncoming wintry months ahead. It has, curiously, what looks like a wick on the top, inviting any pub table comedian to make at least one very funny attempt at lighting it. It is a mock French beret, crossed with a cloth cap type hat, very warm, and an absolute bargain, and 75 Having recently been to Orkney, uh, last year in fact, I found it a bit odd to be asked by a couple of Orcadians whether or not I'd been to the bar. Now I know Orkney's not big, but I think there's more than one bar. Uh, no, it's a, it's a the, the bar is a big medicine ball. Um, it's a game they play on, on, on uh, Christmas Day and New Year's Day in Orkney. About 300 aside, the uppies and the doonies. The doonies have to get the bar to the harbour and the uppies have to get it to the um, corner of uh, Victoria Street or something. And it, this is this is not in Orkney, yeah. Um, it's it's um, it's just a game. So the bar is like this medicine ball-sized ball um, that's made actually every year, and somebody throws it off the Mercury Cross. Um, it's uh, I don't know what it's filled with, but it's a leather-bound uh, ball. It's fantastic. It's very violent. Um, there's and, lots uh, of fish fights and there are, but they've tried to calm it down recently because uh, a few years ago when I was living there, it got extremely violent. It was like a sort of um, western brawl or something. Right. So, uh, but it's, it's great to see. Like an old and it can last for sort of five can or six hours. You go back hours. if you're an old um, yeah, Lots of people um, conk no. out. Um, lots of broken legs and things, and uh, they, they they put barriers across all the windows in the main street. So when I lived Same there, we had to put our uh, beams up to stop people going through. It's it's pretty wild. And it's very, very competitive. Is there drinking And at the end of the bar game, which is the best bit, um, the team that wins has to, like, nominate who is going to win the bar that year. And for them to win the bar, they've got to be born and bred or Cajun. They've also got to fight to win. So there's, like, infighting within the team scrum that's won. And eventually, it could last for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, somebody will get hoisted above. But before that, there's just all sorts of bedlam going on. So. But the bar winner then has to have a party at their house, and then the place just gets trashed. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's a show of testosterone. Have you done this? There, there used to be a women's bar, but they, um, they outlawed that <laughs> just after the, the, the Second World War. 
because the women were too violent. They were taking hat pins in and stuff. So, um, one, one of my friends in Orkney at the time actually um, won the, uh, the Uppies bar. He was just he walked out of his house and the bar got thrown out of the scrum. That's the most exciting thing if it gets released because it can just be trapped for hours you won't see it. And it got thrown out and landed at his feet and he just kicked it down the street and, and won the bar but he wasn't actually playing in the game so uh, uh, he had lots of like threats and things you know death threats but uh, it's, um, it's worth going up and as a spectator sport it's fantastic and what time of year is this? Um, Christmas day and New Year's day but but uh, as, in, as in it takes from then to then to wow. as <laughs> but it's, it's great there's a huge crowd watches it and if you're on the street because there's like walls and things and you can get trapped down alleyways if the, if the if the teams turn on you, if the bar gets hoisted out, you can have like six hundred like big burly Orcadians running towards you, and it's like just getting carnage, you know. It's uh, you've got to get up there, honestly. It's it's really exciting on yes, New Year because you're a bit hammered, but um, it's it, it it gets the adrenaline going, you know. I hope you're all well, that you've had a good new year, happy Christmas. I went to Splot in Cardiff. I stayed at a very nice house. I stayed with my good friend Janet, but it was very wet and she'd only just moved in, so we had to go to Heli Beds, which I have to say was absolutely fantastic, and ordered two beds for her. And uh, we went into the shop and we placed the order at 1 pm. By 4pm they'd been delivered to the house and we then spent the next three hours building them. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, oh, tips of the week. Tips of the week this week is how to handle an aggressive dog. You'll be surprised, listener, that most of the advice is very commonsensical and you'll probably know already, such as uh, stand still and put your hands in your pockets because dogs like to get hold of something. A waving arm is an easy target. Uh, when a dog bites, not if, but when, uh, when a dog bites, don't pull away because that will tear your flesh. Instead, stand there and shout for help. For Pete's sake. I don't know where they get some of this stuff from. What about the weather? Well, that has been very startling, especially as one person was actually killed in their car in Streetly. And I know the road they're talking about. A tree fell over on them. No, I think that's all for this week, or this month even, listener. So God bless you all. Have a good month and um, do send us your news, views, reviews and blues. Good night. Time is up. Later. Oof! That went on for a bit. Uh, thank you all, anyway, who appeared, contributed. In no particular order. Tim, Tom, Neen, Nick, Pete, Anna, James, Mark and Minty. 
and anyone else who wants to uh, contribute, just get in touch. You can even leave your contribution on the answering phone. Basically, anything that stops me having to use my own voice is preferable. Oh yeah, and Ian, does it really taste of honey? So until the next time, toodle pip.